Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I would like to say thank you to everyone who has taken time to fill out our survey. We are overwhelmed by the number of responses we have received. It may take some time to mention everyone's name in a shout-out, so please be patient with us. We will get to you. This episode, I'd like to say hello to Moshi, who is turning 10, Isla and Liba, Macy, Olivia and Alistair in the English Lake District, Abigail Katrina from the Philippines, Medina, Aya, and Jenna, Thomas and Jackson, Jody and Kira, Naomi, Elsie, and Sophie Bloom, Lucian and Julianne, Conrad from Brooklyn, and Charlie and Thomas from Chicago. As a child, I used to dream of having a horse of my own. I would live on a farm and ride my horse every day. Unfortunately, I never got a horse of my own, but I still loved to see horses playing in the fields or to go for a horse ride. This episode is about a pony named Tinkle. We are going to follow him on some adventures. This is the first part of his adventures. Tinkle the Trick Pony, Part 1. Tinkle stopped nibbling the sweet green grass of the meadow blew a long breath from his nose, raised his head, and looked around. Then he blinked his eyes slowly, turned to look first on one side, then on the other, and to himself he said, I'm going to run away. He did not say this aloud for fear some of the other ponies or the horses would hear him. Oh, I forgot to tell you that Tinkle was a little pony that lived in the big green meadow. And being a pony, of course, Tinkle ate grass and liked it too. So, as I said, Tinkle stopped eating the grass and said to himself once more, I'm going to run away. The reason Tinkle did not want the other ponies and the horses to know what he was going to do was because his mother and father were over in one corner of the meadow. And if they knew he intended to run away, they would not let him do it any more than your mother or father would let you run away. Of course, I know that horses sometimes run away when they are frightened by something. 
And I suppose ponies, too, may once in a while trot off when they ought not to. But that isn't saying it is right. Yes, said Tinkle to himself. I'm going to run away. I'm tired of staying in this meadow all the time. Why, I've been in here over a year now, and not a thing has happened except for a thunderstorm now and then or a rain shower. I want to see something more than that. I want to have some fun and go off to a big city, such as the other horses tell about. Why, there's Dapple Gray, went on Tinkle, looking at an old horse who had come to the green meadow for a long rest. I've heard Dapple tell stories about drawing a big, shiny wagon that spouted fire and smoke, just like a chimney on the house where the man lives. That was great. I'd like to pull the kind of wagon Dapple tells about and hear the bells ring and see the sparks fly and the water spout out on the fire. I wonder what kind of wagon it was. Of course, you have guessed. It was a fire engine that Dapple Gray had pulled and he never tired of telling the other horses about it. Tinkle used to often listen to the stories Dapple Gray and the other horses told as they gathered in the shade of the clump of trees in the green meadow after their dinner or their breakfast of sweet green grass. For Tinkle lived on what is called a stock farm, not far from a big city. The farm was owned by a person whom the horses called the man. Really, his name was John Carter, and he raised horses and ponies to sell to other men. Mr. Carter liked his horses very much, and he was very kind to them. And he loved his little ponies, of whom Tinkle was one. The ponies and the horses lived in a warm barn in the winter, but in the summer they were turned out to grass and could walk or run all over the big meadow and do almost as they pleased. Sometimes, men would come to the farm to buy horses. They might want one to pull a coal wagon or a wagon from which vegetables were sold. Some of the horses, like Dapple, were used to haul fire engines, while others pulled fine carriages in which men and women rode. The ponies were sold, too, but they were only put to such easy work as carrying boys and girls around on their backs or pulling little carriages in the parks. But nothing like that ever happened to me, said Tinkle, 
as he began slowly to walk away. So I am going to run off as far as I can go. And maybe I'll have some adventures like Dapple Gray. Tinkle had eaten plenty of the sweet green grass, so he was no longer hungry. He did not need to take anything to eat with him when he ran away. In the first place, ponies have no pockets in which to carry anything. Though, of course, if they are hitched to a wagon, that would hold corn, hay, or oats, which ponies like to eat. But as for that, all around in the meadow where Tinkle lived was grass to eat. He had only to stop and nibble some when he was hungry. So he had no need to carry anything with him. There is more here than I could eat all summer, thought the little pony. And when I get tired of running away, I can just rest myself, eat grass, and then run on some more. Though Tinkle called it running away, he was really walking, just as some children do. One reason why Tinkle did not care to run was that he did not want his father, mother, or the other ponies or the horses to see him. They might not notice him if he just walked, but if he started to run, someone would be sure to ask, why, where is that Tinkle pony going now? And then Tinkle's mother would look up and say, oh dear, that silly little pony will get into trouble. I must go and bring him back. Then she would run after Tinkle, and all his fun would be spoiled. Of course, the ponies and horses in the meadow often used to run about, kick up their heels and roll over and over on their backs in the soft grass. But this was only because they felt so good and frisky and lively that they simply could not do anything else. But when the colts ran that way, they nearly always went around in a circle, like a merry-go-round, only bigger. And the father and mother horses thought nothing of that. I'm not going to run that way, said Tinkle to himself. I'm going far off. By this time, he was quite far away from the other horses. But as he looked back, he saw them all standing in a circle with their noses close together. Dapple Gray was in the center of the ring, and Tinkle's father and mother were among those on the outside. Dapple is telling another story about how he drew the funny wagon with the chimney on it, thought Tinkle. I don't want to hear that again. Ponies and horses, you know, can talk among themselves and think, just as we can. 
If they could not talk among themselves, how could the mother pony tell the little pony what was good to eat and what was not? So, though horses and ponies can't talk to us in words as we talk to one another, they do speak among themselves. You have often heard horses and ponies whinny. I suppose, and perhaps that is when they are trying to talk to us. Though I must say I never could understand what they were trying to say. Perhaps someday I might. At any rate, Tinkle was thinking to himself as he slowly wandered across the meadow. He was thinking what wonderful things might happen to him. Adventures and travels. On and on he wandered, looking back now and then to make sure neither his father nor his mother nor any of the others saw him. But they were listening to Dapple Gray tell of once falling down in the street while drawing the fire engine and how nearly a trolley car ran over him. And the other horses liked the story so much that none of them thought of Tinkle or looked at him. They just listened to Dapple Gray. The other young ponies, many of whom were about the size of Tinkle, were down at the far end of the meadow, having a game of what you would perhaps call tag, though what the ponies called it I do not know. Perhaps they had some funny name among themselves, like hoof jump or tail wiggle or something like that. Anyhow, they were having so much fun among themselves that none of them paid any attention to Tinkle. They won't see me at all, thought the little pony. I'll run away where they can never find me. Of course, Tinkle was doing this because he was tired of staying in one place so long, and he wanted to have adventures. On and on he wandered, and finally he came to a fence. Now the fence was put around the meadow to keep the horses and the ponies from getting out. But Tinkle had heard stories of horses jumping fences so he thought he would try it, for he was not strong enough to push down the fence, as he had once heard of Bellow, the big black bull, doing. Standing off a little way from the fence, Tinkle ran toward it, gave a jump up in the air, and then he did not get over the fence. Instead, he fell against it and hurt himself. Ha! Huh. That is no fun, thought Tinkle. I must jump higher next time. And the next time, he did jump high enough to go over the fence, coming down on the other side, kerplunk. At last, I have really run away, thought the little pony. He found himself in another green meadow but it was not nice like the one he had just left. The grass was longer, but it was hard and tough, 
and it hurt his mouth and tongue when he chewed it. But I don't have to eat it, said the little pony. I can wait until I get to where there is better grass. I'm not very hungry. So he walked on a little farther, and pretty soon he came to some trees. In and out among them he wandered, and when he stopped to look back, he found that he could no longer see the meadow in which he had lived so long with his father, his mother, and the other ponies and horses. And they can't see me either, thought Tinkle. They won't know where I've gone, so they can't find me. I'm going to have a good time all by myself, and there will be nobody to say, don't do this, don't do that, as they always do when I'm in the green meadow. On and on went Tinkle, and soon he was quite a long distance from what had been his home. Then he noticed that the ground, instead of being hard and firm under his hooves, was getting soft and springy, and that his feet sank down in it a little way. He saw, too, that when he lifted his hoofs from the marks they left, little pools of water in the holes they made. This is strange, thought Tinkle. I must be getting near the lake I have heard my father tell about. I wonder if I can swim. Tinkle looked about, and just ahead he saw a puddle of water. It was too small for a lake, but there was enough of it for him to splash in. And as he was now thirsty, he ran on to get a drink. And then a strange thing happened. Just before Tinkle reached the water, he felt his legs and hoofs sinking down into the soft ground. He tried to lift his left front foot, but he couldn't. And his right hind foot was also stuck. Oh dear, what has happened to me? cried poor Tinkle. I can't move. And really, he could not. Tinkle was caught in the sticky mud of a big swamp. That's the end of today's adventure with Tinkle. I hope you enjoyed it and that you'll listen to the next episode to see what happens to Tinkle. Good night. Sleep tight. Right beside me. It's one of the few things I can count.